Welcome to TCN Talks. I'm your host, Chris Como, and the goal of these podcasts is 15 to 20 minutes of relevant need to know to help you in your role as a hospice, palliative care, and serious illness leader and team member at all levels of the organization. So our goal is concise, relevant need to know for you and your role. And the bookend of our podcast is always something to make you think deeper about our topic today and just think deeper about life in general. And so our guest today, I'm so glad to have, is Meredith Elliott Powell. Meredith is a business strategist. She's a keynote speaker, an award-winning author with expertise in business growth, sales, and leadership strategies. And she has just released her new book, Thrive, Strategies to Turn Uncertainty into a Competitive Advantage. And our hospice line level staff, before you tune out thinking, oh, this one's just going to be for leaders, um, so you would be wrong, so you need to stick around because there's lessons that apply to all of us, no matter what level we're at in the organization in the whole hospice and palliative care world. So Meredith, welcome, and I'd love to, what else do you think our audience needs to know about you? Well, I think that I think you pretty much covered it all, other than the fact that you and I go way back, way, way back to the beginning of our careers. So it's a real honor to be here with you. Well, that's actually a great place to start, Meredith, because I really want to thank you in front of everyone. You were my executive coach, one of the first true executive coaches that I had. And I can still remember the day you and I sitting in Cracker Barrel in a very incoherent fashion. I shared with you my dream of what I thought my cause and purpose was. And it was kind of felt like trying to share with you something. And I felt like I was all over the map, but you pushed, you prodded me, you asked me questions. And I think I'm here today living my dream, living my cause and purpose um, and I think you're one of the reasons for that. So truly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you. That's a, that's a big honor. I think I was maybe just holding the space, but you knew where you were going all along. The second thing I wanted to thank you for, and I think this is important, especially for all of our hospice and palliative care folks, especially in the TCN network, I learned my strategic planning process that we've taken and adopted with all of our hospice programs from you. And so you, I always give you credit in front of people and talk to them about who Meredith is. But finally, they're actually going to get to meet you in real life person. They probably think it's probably some fictitious person I actually made up. But your real life person and your process is amazing. So you just released this book called Thrive. Um, Meredith, I think it'd be great. Could you actually give a synopsis of the book to all of our listeners? Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this book. I think if we're left my own devices, I'd stand on a soapbox and just preach that people need to read this book. So in essence, a couple of years ago, back when the economy was red hot, I became obsessed with the word uncertainty. Because even in good economic times, when I would talk to people about how things were going, people would say things are great. We're having our best year ever. But oh, this uncertainty. And I thought, why does uncertainty always have to be a negative? Why is it always a bad thing? And what would happen in your organization if you flip the script on it? If you started to think about uncertainty as a positive, as the very thing you needed to show up to actually transform you, disrupt you, take you to a level and purpose that you were meant to achieve. And that put me on a mission to find companies and organizations that had done that, learn to use uncertainty as strategic advantage. And there are not many, but I identified nine companies that have been in business since the late 1700s, early 1900s. They're still in business thriving today. They've come through world wars, economic depression, and oh yeah, they have survived two pandemics. And from that research, I wrote a proven nine-step formula. It actually just emerged 
from studying the companies of exactly what you need to do in, the, in your organization. If you apply these nine steps, apply them in order, no matter the level of disruption, whether it's regulation, a pandemic, a new competitor, it doesn't matter. This is going to carry you through. Well, I had my Jerry Maguire moment. Remember the movie Jerry Maguire? She had me from hello or he had me from hello. You had me from the moment you put these wonderful charts in the beginning of your book about history and you went through some amazing, challenging times. I'm like, she pulled the Civil War because I'm a history buff and I think there's a lot you can learn from history. But it was amazing going through these tables that you put in the beginning of the book and it illustrates your premise because those challenges compared to the opportunities um, I don't think many people would have pulled that out. So first off, kudos. I thought that was brilliant. You had me hooked from that moment. <laughs> Thanks. We, you know, I think there's something very calming about looking back through history and realizing that even in the middle of our worst times, and believe me, our ancestors went through far worse than we do. Some of our biggest technological, medical, um, societal transformations have come. And I really boil it down to it's how we react to uncertainty. But Chris, what I think is fascinating is as a society and a general rule, in fact, the research proves you would rather I sit on this podcast and tell you everything I'm certain that is going to happen that is bad in 2021 than to tell you I have the truth, which I have no idea what's going to happen. That's how much we don't like uncertainty. You know, there's I, I keep thinking about the personal lessons in what you're saying, and that's where I, why I want to say that intro because I don't want the hospice staff to tune out. But there's a great piece of wisdom you're poking on. In fact, I'll tell you a funny story. So my wife and I, um, I think I've told you this years ago, Meredith, we were dating and actually got in. A, um, I got hit by a car riding a horse and broke my femur. And from that moment, and the wonderful thing is I got a wife out of it. But my wife looked at me and she said, it's always an adventure. And to, you know, to this day, despite the challenge of life, the uncertainty, whatever life throws at me and throws at us as a family, my wife looks at me and says, it's always an adventure. And the most amazing things have come out of that. And I just think that that's that wisdom that you're talking about, that there's something within us that we hate the uncertainty. But yet there's usually the moments when we thrive and learn the most when we kind of look back throughout our life as opposed to moments where everything was great, hunky-dory, you kind of knew what to expect. So does that is that what you're kind of poking on there? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, there's a um, kind of going in line with your wife. It's um, There's a great story in the book about Airbnb and how they reacted to the pandemic. As you can imagine, as a company, they were completely wiped out. I mean, they were really heavily impacted as all as well as their you know member companies. And one of their core values is to embrace the adventure and how embracing the adventure dictated the decisions that they made. And they actually came through the pandemic beautifully. What they did was really incredible. I'm not going to spoil it for you because I want you to read the book. But that's what's so powerful about this book is it is the same adversity facing every company. And the only difference for the reason these companies survived is because of how they viewed how they took their principle, and how they ran with that. My favorite quote for me from the book is what I learned is that success is not logical. It's not about a better market. It's not about uh, a better opportunity. It's not about more money. It's not about anything. It is about what you choose to focus on. And if you can grasp that, and that's what the nine strategies tell you to do is what to focus on, 
that's what's going to carry you through. And that's what's going to create the adventure. Well, Meredith, you don't know this, but you're going to smile. So the TCN logo, the swirl with the look, the weird thing in the middle actually comes from uh, one of my favorite books, uh, Built to Last by Jim Collins years ago. And what Jim talked about is that organizations are built to last. And it's exactly what you're what you're talking about here is they have this all this chain swirling about like a hurricane, but they they're very clear on their somewhat unchangeable core, which I love how you then articulate. Those are your values. So we built that into our TCN logo because our whole mission is trying to help community based not for profit hospices survive at a very tumultuous time, a very scary time. And you've got Fortune 50, Fortune 100 companies getting into our space. Whoever thought you would see that in hospice and palliative care. In fact, there's been rumors that Walmart might get into this business. And on one hand, that's scary, but yet these principles, every organization has to navigate. And there's probably no organization that espouses values more than hospice and palliative care programs. Um, not trying to mean other organizations, but there's something about this work that's very purposeful and you have to be clear on your values. And so I felt that was affirming, but I also felt like you were challenging because um, I've seen throughout my career, sometimes those things, our mission, vision, and values become cliche. And when it becomes cliche, you lose the the deep richness and meaning of what those words mean. They just become kind of words on a piece of paper. So I felt like you were kind of calling us back to our roots. Absolutely. It takes um, the two businesses that we highlight in that chapter. The interesting thing about core values is uh, we call it knowing your core. It's, that's the step in the strategy is that in times of uncertainty, the only way to make the right decision, because you don't know what's going to happen, nobody does, is to align with your core values. You have to be so steep in your core values and use them like a North Star and a litmus test. Every decision has to pass through the core values. If it aligns, you move forward. If it doesn't, you let it go. And the two companies that we use as examples is number one is now, it was King Arthur Flower at the time when it was established in the 1700s. It's King Arthur um, Baking now. But one of their core values is quality. And when all their competitors were looking to use new technology to make cheaper flowers and things, they didn't go there. Even in times of economic depression, they stayed the course. They're the only ones still around um, today. And the other we all know as, um, as Chick-fil-A and their, their, their courage in closing on Sundays because they're a faith-based organization. And everybody thought they were nuts. They're the third largest fast food chain in the country, despite having less locations than any of their competitors. Wow. Well, you know, again, um, I'm about three quarters of the way of your book and I'm so enjoying it, but it didn't occur to me until just now. So we like, in fact, I think you and I saw each other maybe a couple of weeks before COVID actually hit in the airport and we were traveling all over just like, you know, you're traveling internationally and just working with all of our TCM members. And when COVID hit, like, what do we do? And the first thing we did is we got to help our members get PPE. And I didn't know, I couldn't even spell PPE before COVID and we literally worked 16 hour days and we found PPE because we didn't want any of our members putting staff by the bedside without PPE. And it's interesting. I didn't connect with that. till just now when you said what you said, that our core value of collaboration, we knew right. The first thing we had to do is work for our members to make sure that they were OK. And so you just nailed us exactly what we did. We weren't following a script. We were just doing who we were. So, man, that's that just feels very profound. Yeah, you and you always 
I, I mean, that's a great little quote. Just do who you are because there isn't like you, you get nuts trying to make a decision in the middle of uncertainty because you want to know that you're making the right decision. Well, you can't know. And so you just have to, you just have to go back to who do I want to be in the middle of this pandemic? And who do I want to be when this is over? And that goes for you personally as well as professionally. And you got to have faith in that. But what I want to show you from the book is I don't understand the magic of it, but it is unbelievably powerful. The companies that are clear on their core, their employees are, are just steep in that core value. It carries you through like some warm blanket that ensures you make the, the right decisions that take you through troubled waters. Wow. Well, just again, the profoundness of what you're saying is hitting me because um, I think probably the worst thing, right, is the paralyzing fear of, I mean, just the times that we live. And the worst thing for an organization to be in, is paralyzed. But if you go back to those core things and don't live in fear, don't let it stullify you. In fact, one of the things that hit me, Meredith, is that you really challenge people to think proactively, but yet you challenge them to stratify that which you can control and that which you can't. And I feel like that's kind of where we're at right now. But can you talk a little bit more about that? Because that just struck me as incredibly profound. Yeah. Again, success is not logical. And uh, what it comes down to is you focusing on what you can control. Now, understand what I just told you is the one thing you need to succeed in uncertainty, no matter the level of it. I just told you, you have total control over it. So what I tell my clients to do is we got to get the fear out of this. Everybody has fear. I don't care if you're somebody who runs to the sound of the gunfire or you stay away from it. We all have fear. So I tell people to do a brain dump. Get everything out that you're worried about. Everything, doesn't matter how crazy it is. Just get it down on a piece of paper. This is a great thing to do with your team. And then divide it into what you can control and what you can't control. And then turn your energy into what you can control. The very fact that you get it out will allow you to relax about it, take a breath about it. But your chance of success, your best chance is to focus on what you can control. Again, I emphasize the people who made it through didn't have the best idea. They didn't have the most money. They didn't have more resources. They didn't have big investors. It wasn't any of that. They focused proactively on what they can control and they let the rest go away. You have 100% control over that. That's awesome. Wow, that's great wisdom. Well, Meredith, the second and last chapter was about transform your personal life, which again, I, I want this to appeal to both hospice powder care leaders, but also um, staff members as well. So talk about that chapter. Yeah, so I was writing this book and I wrote it all from a business perspective, right? This is what you do for your organization. And each chapter starts with the story of the company, which, which is so interesting. But then it occurred to me, you know, um, Jim Beam didn't go home and prohibition was done at five o'clock or the Great Depression wasn't over as soon as you left the office, right? You still had to deal with it in your personal life. So all of us are coming into the work that you're doing in hospice and palliative care, and you're giving all your energy, but then you got to go home at night and you've got a spouse who's been laid off. You've got um, a, a family member who's sick from, um, from COVID. You've got kids who aren't in school. In other words, uncertainty is permeating every area of our lives. And so I thought we need to apply this strategy to our personal life. 
and it works. It isn't just for the professional, it's for the personal. So the last chapter of that book, I took every step of the nine-step proven formula and just applied it to your personal life. Whether you're seven years old, whether you're 95, whether the, um, you know, whether the uncertainty is a pandemic or you've just got a, you know, a child with a, with a learning disability and a parent who's heading into assisted living and you're trying to keep all the balls in the air, this is a strategy that's going to, um, that's going to guide you through. That's awesome, Meredith. Well, I want to thank you. You've just, you've continually inspired people, but more than inspired people, you've given them practical tools um, to take on whatever challenge. I still remember when you and I were working together as you were as my executive coach and it wasn't a challenging time. It was 2008, right on the heels of 2008. And I remember sitting there with you rationalizing why our hospice was not growing. And you just looked at me and you said, do not do that. Do not rationalize as a CEO. You cannot do that. And I can't tell you how many times I've now paid forward that lesson to our own TCM members. And that was just profound to me in that just the spirit we carry ourselves with leaders is is so important. You have to own it. So any final thoughts you want to leave folks with? Just the fact that really I passionately believe in my, in my bones that uncertainty can be your greatest opportunity. I know that there are challenges um, out there right now, the healthcare space being one of the most. But if you look into it, if you look into the disruption, if you embrace it rather than fight it, you are on the cusp of some of the greatest transformations, some of the greatest opportunities, and some of the greatest work you are going to do. That's awesome, Meredith. Well, if they want to get your book, Thrive, where can they find it? They can find it. Just go to my website, valuespeaker.com, just the words valuespeaker.com. You can get a free chapter there. You can find out more information about the book there, or you can simply go to Amazon. I also want to encourage people to text the word redefine to 66866. You can take the Thrive Indicator uh, quiz right there and find out where you fall on the scale of success and get some personalized strategies to make you even better at dealing with adversity. Thanks, Meredith. Thank you so much. And thank you for writing this book because I really do feel like it's it's kind of your magnum opus to some extent, although I know you still have a whole lot more to offer to the world. But I see so much of what I've heard from you in this book. So thank you. And to our listeners, always, we leave you with a bookend, a thought. And I thought this one was very appropriate. I came across the Chinese symbol for leadership. And as you can see the picture, there's a person who their feet is firmly rooted to the ground and they're reaching for the stars. And I think there's a great piece of wisdom there because that is the essence of leadership. So thanks for listening to TCN Talks.